Great, thank you. And I will uh, pass the word on to Ame who will give our talk for today. Okay, hello everyone. Okay, so yeah, it was, it was really nice hearing the range of responses today about how different people look at action, at, at generosity. And uh, yeah, to me, it's also uh, largely about action. It's about how, you know, we interface with the world, right? And uh, there is, of course, a place for that, for generosity yourself. But um, I kind of skip over that. Sometimes it, it becomes a bit uh, self-obsessive. But yeah, today I'll just look at um, how we interface with the world. And uh, it's, it's in large part for me uh, learning by doing. And so a lot of times people, um, they like to listen to you know, a talk or they, they're in a classroom and then they learn the lessons then they try to apply them later. You know? But uh, me personally, I like uh, mixing the two. As I do it, I'm learning about it. You know? As you do it, you come right up close to it. And uh, maybe you learn things that you might not necessarily know from a classroom situation. Okay. And the example of this is something like uh, swimming or a basketball or any kind of action that, you know, that takes a bit of skill. And yeah, it's easy to study it in class, but it might be a little hard to execute. You know, you go to a court and you try and shoot three pointers, you find that it's actually hard. Or like, you know, a Saturday morning, uh, you go to the pool and you put your foot in the water and it's freezing and you don't know what to do. You didn't study this, you know? So that's why I like learn, uh, doing and learning at the same time. Okay. Yeah, and I always tell my students, you know, um, practice what you want to get good at, right? To the extent you know that an exam is a bunch of problems, you know, then uh, the more problems you've done before it, the more likely you're good, you're, you're going to do well in the exam. Okay, so, so yeah, learning by doing. And it was a little hard when Major asked me to talk about generosity based on this, right? But there is, of course, like a room for, you know, the classroom um, learning. Like uh, I heard that um, LeBron, so according to many articles, LeBron in basketball has an amazing memory. And um, apparently he spends a lot of time watching uh, games on the TV or something, and then he can quote them back. Like they ran this play like five years ago. Hey, they might try to do the same thing in this situation because it's very similar, that kind of thing. So yeah, I'll, I'll try and kind of work something like that today. So um, I'll talk about maybe some things to look out for, maybe not so much uh, defining generosity, but like common dangers, places where I've been stuck. And uh, hopefully that might help like later on, or maybe you know more about it than I do. And so please share later lessons that you've learned. Okay, so um, there's three of them that I thought of. Uh, the first one, a lot of generosity is about uh, building relationships. That's what I think. And um, don't so much focus on the item being given. Like, and where I'm from in Kenya, you're not even supposed to open the item, right? It comes like wrapped and you don't open it until the other person goes away. And um, part of it is like, you know, to, to stop people from having to express 
emotions that they may not necessarily feel. But um, part of it is also, you know, don't, don't focus on the gift. Look at your relationship to the other person and uh, how it's being built or not. So for example, in this story that you just read, uh, the old woman story, like the, the monks come, they ask a question that's important, right? And then she's generous to them, gives them an answer, right? And then they take the answer and they just run off with it. Yeah. And that kind of forgets, like there's another relationship being built in the background. And you find that the Zen master here comes and visits as a result of this whole process. And so, so it's a little bit like, you know, you have a chicken, it lays an egg, and you're so entranced by that one egg that you completely forget about the chicken in the background. You know, it, it might be a bad trade. Another thing is um, maybe don't focus on the other person so much. Uh, a bit of generosity is also about you yourself. So uh, me personally, I notice if I can give something away, then it's not holding on to me or, or I'm not holding on tightly to it. And uh, that, that kind of greed that you hold on to something, regardless of what it is, it could be something really good. Then that kind of squeezes, I've noticed, uh, squeezes a bit of the vitality out of it, right? And so uh, to kind of keep it alive, maybe it's best to kind of let it go. So, so yeah, um, a lot of this is breaking down the boundaries that we put up between each other. And, and like, you know, to the extent that something like uh, not self is true, you know, whether or not you understand it, like as you practice it, as you come right up close to it, you learn something about it, right? You learn something that you might not necessarily find in a book. Okay, so, so yeah, a lot, of, a lot of generosity, I think, is about uh, building relationships between people. Okay. The second one is um, a lot of generosity is about asking questions. And as we saw, as we saw in the story, um, the question was very important. And even in the reflection, they talked about it. And to me, a question is like a thousand times more valuable than an answer. Right? A question is like, open-mindedness or, or, you know, curiosity, or it's an invitation, you know? And it's like when, when you're a kid and you're curious about, you know, why is the sky blue, right? And you get, you know, a quick answer, something about wavelengths passing through the atmosphere or something. And maybe you understand it, maybe you don't, you know, then you hold on to the answer and you completely forget about the curiosity. So, so I think it's, it's not such a good trade. And, and plays in into, um, into generosity because um, different people value different things. And you may not necessarily know this unless you ask questions, right? So um, there's the five languages theory. I don't know if you guys, five love languages theory. So the, the theory here is that uh, different people value different things in relationships. Like they have different ways of expressing and uh, receiving love. And the five here that, that I mentioned are uh, quality time, uh, words of affirmation, 
receiving gifts, physical touch, and uh, acts of service. So, so again, uh, quality time, spending time with someone, words of affirmation, or maybe praise, uh, receiving gifts, uh, physical touch, and uh, acts of service. Right, so the thought here is that of these five, people tend to have you know, one primary one, or maybe two sometimes that they really prefer. And the key is uh, they tend to give the one that they like, right? Which, which might be sometimes a mistake. Like uh, for example, my dad loves gifts. Gifts to him are very meaningful, right? Whereas uh, me on the other hand, you know, gifts don't really do much. I'd so much rather, you know, quality time, like a walk around the park. And if you don't ask, you don't know, you know? And you might spend a few thousand dollars on a gift to just find it doesn't really do much for someone. Yeah. That kind of thing. So yeah, um, ask questions and then see, see what's going on. Because life I've noticed changes very quickly under you. Like today, people would need X, tomorrow they need Y. And uh, if you're not listening, if you're not asking, then you might not know that things have changed. So, so yeah, um, curiosity, and it, it ties in a little with the uh, building of relationships also when you're asking and willing to listen to someone. Okay, the, the third one, third one is a bit hard to talk about. And I, it's nice, Nikolai brought it up. Um, it's the uh, first noble truth of uh, suffering, right? And so it's that uh, generosity is not necessarily easy. And you, you might find yourself in a difficult social situation, you know, that might need generosity or compassion and you have a hard time navigating through it. It happens a lot of the time and there's nothing wrong with you if a lot of your relationships are difficult, right? And um, for this, uh, what helps me a lot is uh, hitting the gym, surprisingly. Uh, I'll talk a little bit about some of the lessons I learned and hopefully they transfer a little bit. We'll see how it goes. Um, the first one is that um, being strong is one thing, but uh, displaying it is a totally different thing. Right? And it's like, you know, being wise is one thing, but maybe displaying it is a totally different thing. and. This is something you might not know until you actually try to try to do it. Like, I know something about not self, but why isn't it working out in this situation? That kind of thing. And uh, yeah, movies are misleading in this. So I'm thinking of something like uh, Mission Impossible, uh, Tom Cruise, right? He hits a snag here, he fights through it. He hits another snag, big one, he fights through it. And then the third one is really big. He fights with that one too, and there's a happy ending at the end. Yeah, and of course, real life doesn't play out like that, right? Um, the thing is, uh, displaying uh, strength can be pretty hard, right? And you don't know this. The, the main thing is that when you're facing you know, a weight that you haven't lifted before, it takes a bit of courage uh, to go under it, like, and then like, put it on your back and squat it a few times over, right? So, so it's like your, your schedule might say, you know, I did like uh, 300 pounds last week. Today it's calling for three or five, you know? 
and you're looking at it like 300 was really hard right? and maybe I didn't get enough sleep last night. I'm not sure if I can do this, but you still kind of go under and work through it. And yeah, it builds courage. It requires courage and, and builds it. And um, yeah, it also builds confidence if, if you do it many times, right? I did 300 last week, the week before, 295, 290 previously, right? And so you can kind of see how things are playing out and you think, hey, this might actually work out long term. Yeah. And, and there's, they call it like the momentum of practice, right? And a part of it is, you know, mental where like, you're like, I've been hitting records, PRs, um, every week for the last couple of months. I'm not going to miss three or five today. <laughs> I'm definitely going to hit it, that kind of thing. But part of it is also physical, like there's, there's a consistency with it, like you've been building strength slowly over time. So, so, so yeah, all this, um, the way, they call it like the power of voluntary hardship, taking on difficult things when you don't have to, right? And it tends to refine someone. It builds those qualities, courage and confidence, which are very useful even outside the gym. And then it's, it's inspiring to me to, to listen to some of you guys talk about this. Like for example, Shula, she's not here today. Right. She was talking about the social problems that she has, but she goes back in, you know, and she tries again. And she looks at like, how do the teachings play out in this situation? Right. And, and she has a mentor. That's, that's, that's very important to have someone to keep you from like, you know, diving into the ocean on your first day. No, 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 start, start in the, the shallow end of the swimming pool. So um, yeah, another thing is that, uh, this one is a little harder. It's that operating uh, near your limits, that's, that's a skill that can be practiced. And people don't necessarily know this. Like um, if you have a really heavy weight and you're trying to put it overhead, right? And it's, you've never lifted this kind of thing before and maybe it's even like, 20 pounds above what you've done, people tend to think that it's going to look rough all the time. You know, it's going to look uh, messy or your form is going to break down or your, your back is necessarily going to round, that kind of thing. But that's not necessarily the case. Um, you might look like at uh, Olympic weightlifters, those guys are right up at their limit, right? But it's, they still make it look elegant. They make it look easy, which, which is a skill and it takes practice. You have to um, try and max out many times at the gym so that when you go to a competition or something, you can do it with good form. So, so yeah, um, maybe try and find something that works for you like a gym. For me, I like corns. Uh, I sit with them and then I see how they play out in my life. Okay. And they tend to be a little hard sometimes, but they're helpful, I think. Okay, so, so yeah, this, those are the three things I thought uh, maybe to look out for.
uh, building relationships, uh, asking questions, and uh, trying to develop uh, courage and patience uh, through practice. Okay, thank you. Uh, could we pause the recording now? <laughs>